Clayton Savey from the Wolverine.com. I'm trying to figure out a way to transition to Clayton about Michigan at Minnesota Saturday night. He's one of the insiders when it comes to Michigan football and everything University of Michigan athletics. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Great to be here. I would hope I would never having me on would never hold you back from getting an alien scoop. You gotta that's the priority, I think. Well, first off, you've been kinda needy about getting bumped anyway, so I don't need <laughs> I don't need the text if the texts are still working after the aliens land where you're like, Hey Brett, I understand that Bill getting a one on one with an alien is important, but I gotta talk about PJ Fleck in the matchup against Harbaugh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Last week, they looked like the number two team uh, in the country. They looked like a team that could win it all. Uh, Now you look at Minnesota, and really you start looking at the schedule. And until you get to Penn State, I know that a team can sneak up on you, but they look like a well-oiled machine coming off that Nebraska W. Yeah, it's amazing what one game like that can really do because, you know, they didn't struggle much in the first three games. We saw, obviously some interceptions and turnovers against Bowling Green, but Michigan handled all those teams. But they didn't look overly impressive or or like the best team in the country potentially in those games. But then they absolutely did against Nebraska, and they received quite a few more first-place votes in the AP poll this past week, I think kind of reflecting what people saw, and Georgia struggling a little bit at Auburn. So now I think you kind of see that gear that Michigan has. Um, And like we've talked about a few times over the weeks, I mean – this schedule looks even weaker than it did coming into the year. And I guess you, you give credit to the teams that are playing well, and it's a knock on the teams that aren't, like Minnesota kind of underachieving here early on in the year. But, I mean, it looks pretty manageable here until you get to Penn State in mid-November. So I think, you know, Michigan's got to continue to build. They have to continue to improve throughout the year. They still have some things to work out. Um, but they have a lot of time to do that. Um, you know, you never know going into an opponent's house, especially in prime time like they will be on Saturday night against Minnesota. But uh, I think you got to like Michigan's chances. I think an 18-point favorite now in the DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, I do think that they will uh, they'll win this game pretty handily. And, and maybe we'll see, you know, kind of them build on what they did last week at Nebraska, which was pretty much a nearly flawless performance. I mean, you can nitpick a few areas, but it was uh, it was as good as they played in taking over a road environment as, as I've seen in the last few years. And there have been a lot of good examples of that in the last few seasons too. So uh, I think you got to like Michigan's chances here, you know, with what they have in the schedule coming up in the next several weeks. I think I said something like 37-10 last week, and they, they went past that. I'm feeling the same thing similar to Nebraska. And actually Minnesota is less of a hostile environment, especially with the way P.J. Fleck and his team have been up and down. So that would be interesting to watch. Uh, what was interesting yesterday, where they just kind of, here they are, and I know you guys at the Wolverine.com broke the story uh, with Chris Ballas uh, the day before about uh, the schedules. Uh, your thoughts on what was released and home and away for Michigan the next five years. I, I really thought beyond just the juggernaut schedule in 2024 that those next four years were really favorable to Michigan. Yeah, I thought so, too. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting that they really seem to front load this for Michigan. Like, they have to play three of those four newcomers from the West Coast next year, uh, one of them on the road 
at Washington. They get Oregon coming to town. They they get uh, USC coming, and then you have your traditional matchup with Ohio State. What really makes it tough, though, is next year's non-conference schedule because Texas comes to Ann Arbor. Fresno State is who they will open up with. Fresno State currently ranked number 24, uh, so that's a, that's a good program. And they're always a team that I feel like you have to be on the lookout for to upset somebody early on in the year. So Michigan's going to have its hands full. Um, but overall, a lot of exciting matchups. And when you look at it with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, and thank God that lined up with you know the conference alignment. That they're two separate things. But, man, does it uh, – you know, I think people in the SEC, people in the Big Ten are happy that those things are happening at the same time because – Michigan could go 10 and 2 with that schedule and I think they're in the 12 team playoff. They could go 9 and 3 and maybe have a chance. It probably depends on who the losses are against, but and, and you know what other teams around the country do obviously, but I think 10 and 2 you're in, so it's kind of going to be a new landscape in college football where you almost have to be okay with losing a game or two. Um, you know because the schedules are going to be so tough. Uh, but from a Michigan standpoint, they've had pretty weak non-conference schedules the last 2 years. Now it's going to be a strong a non-conference and extremely strong conference schedule. So season ticket holders will get their money's worth. Fans looking to travel will get their money, money's worth. And I don't love the realignment overall, you know, but, man, is it going to be fun covering some of these games. I'll say that. You know, one thing as I was looking at the five years out, and I know 24 is set, my guess is they're not going to redo 24 again if they expand. And if they are going to expand – I think I remember Florida State still might have an extra year to wait if it's going to be Florida State Clemson. I really don't agree with what some speculate because Clemson doesn't bring you any TV market. Florida State would bring you at least Jacksonville and Tampa. So when you watch the schedule release yesterday, went through it, is that it? Is that the end of the Big Ten expansion? Yeah, and I think we saw earlier on in the week with some of those rumors about Florida State and Clemson. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, they, they feel like better fits to me with the SEC. But I think these conferences are going to have to start weighing. Well, we bring in a couple teams. That gives us that extra revenue, as you're talking about. But then we have to divide all that money up with more schools. So does it really benefit us in the long run? So I think that's something to, uh, to kind of watch there. And I think you're right. With the, with the way it lines up, they'll probably keep the 2024 schedule. And some people are saying, well, they're probably not going to add Florida State and Clemson because they did this schedule re- release, you know, and it, they don't want to have to do another one. Well, they're going to get the ratings from it, and all anyone cares about anymore is money. So maybe they will do another release in two weeks if they had those teams. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure on Florida State and Clemson. I sure hope that they go to the SEC if they're going to make a move, but that's just kind of my opinion. And one thing I will say about having to divide the pot more, this is where I look at, hypothetically speaking, that if the Big Ten added Florida State and Clemson, I think they would go to 10 conference games. Well, you already have games coming up for 2024. I know teams have scheduled out, but it would be easier to get out of a game in 2025 uh, than it would 2024. And how you get that money is that you add a conference game, uh, you go to 10 with two non-conference, if you would add, hypothetically speaking, Clemson and Florida State, or if Notre Dame ever changed their mind, that's where you get the money back because now you got uh, the member schools all playing an extra game and there's your extra revenue. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And they also have to weigh it from a competitive advantage, too, because when you look at moving to 10 conference games, I think the SEC, but in 2025, not even. So if you're the only team at 10, you know, I mean, it, you could be punishing yourself in terms of racking up extra losses for some of these teams and leaving yourself out of the playoffs. So I think at some point you got to start thinking about that as well. But you're right from a rev- revenue standpoint. And again, maybe that's all they care about because it seems like the TV executives are really the ones pulling the strings here. But uh, I, I think you have to weigh that, too, from a competition standpoint. Um, and you would hope whatever the committee looks like, the college football playoff committee, understands you know, the strength of schedule and everything. Because you know, they, they do that right now. But frankly, if you're in Alabama and you have two losses like they did last year, I know they, were, they finished, what, fifth or sixth you know, before the playoff. They didn't really have a chance with two losses. They still just went with the team with zero or one loss. So I would hope that they kind of open it up a little bit more as the schedules improve in some conferences, um, maybe where you get a nine and three team sneaking at the end. So that's going to be something I'm, I'm really interested to see is how they determine those last few spots in a couple of years. Yeah. It was cool to see those new schedules in Michigan. Like you mentioned with Fresno state and Texas, they, they, they have, <laughs> that might be the toughest schedule ever in a single year uh, for yeah. Michigan, at least right now. But the good thing is Caleb Williams going to be off to the NFL, Michael Penix, Jr. Nick's at Oregon. You can go down the list. There's, Going to be right. a lot of attrition. Uh, if, if you were looking at playing those teams right now with the squads they have this year, then uh, it looks really hard. But I think next year won't be as tough. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He'll be following Michigan at Minnesota. Also, everything University of Michigan athletics, uh, basketball getting set to go uh, with Martelli uh, in for Howard, who's recovering from the heart procedure. The Wolverine.com, your go to. Michigan destination. Clayton, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend.